Good people, good people get hype. Yo, it's me, Pastor Tim. I am here to share with you guys yet again uh, another word that God has given me for really the close of 2018. Uh, I hope you guys are excited, as excited as I am about everything that God has in store for us for 2019. Uh, Let's get hype, man. Let's get excited about uh, what's to come. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about 2018 and uh, pastors, people, uh, religious leaders of all sorts. Uh, many have had so much to say about 2018. And one of the things that I heard most consistently was uh, 2018 was filled with people showing you who they were in your life in 2018. And so... You know, maybe you thought you were hanging with people and you were linked with people and you had relationship with people who had your best interest at heart. You found out otherwise this year. Uh, And I think that's a dope word. Like legitimately, I think there's some validity to that. However, I think what 2018 has shown us more than it has exposed people, it has revealed to us ourselves who we are. Um, I think that I think that it has shown us as as we've had the opportunity to see how people behave around us and for people to show us uh, their true nature. uh, It also uh, gave some insight to us about ourselves, Um, you know, the dependency that we had on other people, the expectations that we've had for other people, um, the, the 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 areas where we've. Uh, wanted support from others where we really should have been supporting ourselves, our vision, our dreams, the things that God has given us. I think that 2018 has been a a great opportunity for us to see self, right? The areas in our lives where we should make changes. And I I really, I encourage you guys uh, to take some time to really think through what 2018 has looked like for you. And think about who you were at the start of the year, uh, but more specifically, think about um, what you learned about yourself and then set a plan in place to be great for 19, because I think that's what matters the most. So this is kind of just like my my opening message to you guys. Um, and and as, as I give you my opening message and I talk to you about how important I think it is for you to know who you are. One of the things I was having a conversation with my good friend about was uh, the difference between good and great. And oftentimes people look in the mirror and they feel good about where they are. They feel good about the reflection that they see in the mirror. They feel good about uh, the accomplishments and they feel like they're in a good place. And I think that's dope. But I always ask the question, What is the difference between good and great? And although things are good, although you look and you say, yo, I've had a good year. I've been a good person. I've done good things. I saved some good money. What would it look like for you to replace good with great? (sighs) Excuse me. I'm a little bit congested. What would it look like for you to go from good to great? I think that that's the difference maker. I think that, um, Many times we find ourselves in a place where we don't push ourselves uh, uh, with that with that next degree to which we should. 
we don't encourage ourselves to do more. We don't we we look at the benchmark of others, right? We look at the starting point of others. We allow other people to be the benchmark for our success and you should be your own benchmark. You should be your own gauge. You should be looking at yourself and and really thinking through what God has spoken to you as it pertains to where you should be going, how hard you should be pressing and the things that you should be accomplishing uh in your life. So I want you to think about that. Uh, I work for a company who showed me this video years ago. I, um, I, I, I've, I've served in many capacities for the company that I work for. And uh, in, in, in a leadership development seminar that I sat in, uh, they showed this video about the boiling point of water. And uh, at 211 degrees... Um, you will get really, really, really hot water, really, really hot water. But water does not begin to boil until it gets to 212 degrees. The one degree is a difference maker. The one degree is the difference between good to great. The one degree is the expectation that God has on your life for you to be an amazing vessel for the kingdom. And that's the thing that I want you guys to think through as you begin to think about 2019. Think about, God, what do I have to do to be great? What is that one degree of difference? What do I have to do differently that no one else is willing to do that will separate me from everyone else? That will that will catapult me into a place that others could only imagine to be in. And I think that's where God's trying to take you, man. So like. Uh, you know, 100%, man, I want you guys to focus on that. Uh, I, I absolutely appreciate every single one of you who have listened, uh, to my little voice over the last several months. Uh, definitely a step of faith to put yourself out there, to be vulnerable, to have what you do to be critiqued. Uh, but I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to, uh, do it cause I do it for the kingdom. I do it for you guys. Uh, I do it for those that are willing to share that are looking for something that will impact their lives. So I pray that, uh, you continue to be blessed by it. I'll continue to give you guys, uh, more of me. And I just ask, I my only ask, my only ask is that, uh, you would allow it to impact you, but that you would share it so that it impacts someone else's life. So do me a favor, uh, drop the link on your social media, post about it, tell others about it, uh, be excited about it, shoot me feedback. You can find me on Instagram, Timothy D. Holly, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, but yeah, shoot me some info, man. Like if you want, if there's some uh, information that you're looking for as it pertains to topics, let's talk about that. Let's do that. Uh, but I'm excited. So I want to share with you guys uh, what God has given me for my focal point for 2019. So one of the things that I heard, and I'm always trying to like hear God, like, I, what are you saying? Like, um, what should my ear be focused on? How, uh, how, how should I... Um, approach each next step that that I'm that I'm anticipating to take with you. And so of course I reflect over the year and I start thinking about 19 and one of the things that I heard God say I heard it so clearly. He said do not sow seed on thorny ground. He said do not sow seed on thorny ground. And there are a, you know, plethora of ways that you can sow seed. Uh, but God specifically said to me, don't sow seed on thorny ground. 
So I pray, of course, and I'm like, okay, God, what are you saying specifically to me as it as it relates to this message? And God led me to uh, Matthew chapter 13 and um, we'll start at verse one. We'll start at verse one. Uh, and I'm in New Living Translation. I'm going to actually change for you guys to uh, King James. I'm going to go to King James today. And the same day when Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside and a great mul- and great multitudes were gathered together unto him. So that when he went into a ship and sat, the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying this. This is what he said. This is verse three. Behold, a sower went forth to sow seed. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. And the first thing I thought about. When I thought about when I thought about what God said to me and then I and then I went to the text, the first vision that I had in my mind, I envisioned me outside in the spring putting fertilizer on the grass. This was the greatest mental analogy that I could have as I'm reading the text. I went out to sow seed. I went out to fertilize my grass. If you guys are like me and you care anything about what your grass looks like, you go through the normal process of figuring out how to get your grass to be strong and how to get it to flourish and be healthy and be green, like a rich green. And so I go to Home Depot and I have a conversation with all the people out there and I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? What do I need to know? And they say, oh, you should use this fertilizer because uh, if you put this down at the beginning of the season, it will help get rid of any of the weeds. So the first thing I have to do is figure out what the plan looks like uh, in this process of getting the best grass. So he says, he says, the sower went out, went forth to sow is what he says. I went out, I went to fertilize my grass and I got, I got from Home Depot, the, the fertilizer, it comes in seed form. Now you can get the, you can get the patchy stuff or, uh, you can get all that other stuff. I use regular seeds, right? So my lawn is, is somewhat big. So I use a feeder. So I put the seeds in the feeder and I walk the feeder on the grass. And so as I'm trying to get all of the grass at the outermost perimeter of the grass, uh, of course, it's enclosed by cement on the left. It's enclosed by my driveway on the right. It's enclosed by my neighbor's driveway. And of course, at the front, it is enclosed by the street. And at the closest parts of the house, there's a walkway. So the entire area that I'm trying to cover with seed is encased with cement. And so as I'm walking to get to the outermost edge of the grass and I'm using the feeder, uh, the feeder has a setting. And so the setting allows so much seed to spread as you walk with the cedar. And when you walk with the cedar and you try to get the outer part of the grass, you by default, some of the seed is going to get on the cement. Now, the interesting thing about the cement is it has no ability to absorb the seed that I am spreading out on the grass. However, it will still take whatever is dropped on it, although it cannot absorb it and it can't do anything with it. 
And so it's imperative for me that as I begin to see the grass, I don't waste seed on the cement that can't absorb what I'm sowing. And so when you begin to think about you and you start focusing on yourself being the seed and the places where God is going to use you as the areas where you will be sown, you have to be absolutely certain that you don't allow yourself to waste time and energy in places where you can't be absorbed. You do not want to cast your seed in places where your seed can be absorbed. And so one of the things that happens when you look at the cement outside, you will see where the... Um, where, where, where the cement, where the concrete workers, they cut expansion gaps in the cement. And when the expansion gaps exist in the cement, what you will find is there is dirt that exists beneath the cement. And so what happens through the expansion gaps, weeds begin to come out or grass will come out of the expansion gaps. And sometimes what you will get is you will get a glimpse of areas that look like they can absorb what you're offering. But the essence is the, the, the greatest part of that area can't absorb anything you're giving it. And so why would you waste time? It would be foolish for me to go out with my cedar and spread seed on the cement thinking that it would be in my best interest to get seed in the expansion gaps. And even if I could get seed in the expansion gaps, it's so small that it wouldn't have any ability to actually produce anything for me because it's growing where the weeds are. And so many times we find ourselves wanting to drop seed in places that can't absorb us and thinking that if we put seed in small areas, that it will benefit us in the long run. And I would say that would be your greatest mistake in 2019 to waste time, to waste energy, to waste effort, to waste resources, to waste what God has given you in places where you cannot be absorbed. Hear me, my good people. Yo, you've got to be absolutely certain that where you're dropping seed this year is places that are meant for you. Certain places have no impact on your life and you have to be so focused not to drop seed in places that aren't for you. And so then the Bible goes on to say, and when and when he uh, and when he sowed, some of the seed fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. And so by default, where you drop seed on the wayside, it can't be absorbed because it's cement. It's not the grass where it was intended for the seed. And so everything else will devour it, not benefit from it. It won't be nourished. It will simply be devoured. And then the Bible goes on to say in verse five, it says some fell on stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up. And because they had no deepness of earth. Right. And when the sun was up. They were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. And so this is an area where you have to be real careful, right? Because one of the things that we struggle with as a culture of people is we are people who like quick results. We like to see an immediate return on what we do. And so what will happen is if you begin to sow your seed on stony ground, what you will find is that because that area is not deep, because that area does not have any depth, you will sow seed. And you will immediately see something sprout up from where the seed fell. 
But the goal is not to see something immediately sprout up. The goal is that you would sow something that would be sustainable, that would produce for you a harvest. And so what happens is if you begin to waste time in 2019 dropping seeds on stony ground, you will find that there will be a quick return, but it won't be a return that you can benefit from and it won't be something that's sustainable. The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower. And what happens is when God gives seed to the sower, the sower goes out and the sower deposits seed in places where it will produce a harvest for him long term. And when the harvest comes, he will gather from the harvest. He will retain some for himself. He will benefit from some at the moment. And then he will use whatever else he has to create revenue. And so when God gives seed to the sower, he gives seed that you would have something that's sustainable for long term so that you would never be without. What happens when you begin to deposit on stony ground is you will find yourself constantly needing to deposit, constantly needing to give seed in places that will only take from you and never able to produce anything for you. The stony ground is such a, uh, a scary place because there's no depth there. So when the Bible talks about there being no depth, what happens when you sow a seed is it goes into the ground and it begins to create a root system. The root system goes deep into the dirt and it begins to expand so that when what you've planted begins to grow, the root system grows as well, just as wide and if not deeper so that it can stabilize what is growing on the outside. <laughs> And so as God begins to use you and deposit you in places, it is his goal that he would have you be deposited in places where you would benefit and that your roots can grow so that you can have stability. Some of the instability in your life exists because you've allowed yourself to be planted in places where you cannot develop a root system. And when the sun came out or when times got hard or when the rain was too heavy, you washed away, you became scorched. And what was there is no longer present and so you got to be real careful in this season that you weren't willing to deposit in an area that will only take more of your seed never able to produce a return for you and we know places like this We've been in places like this. We've even had relationships like this. We've deposited. We've sown seed in relationships that are very one sided relationships where you're constantly giving. You're constantly giving. You're constantly sowing. You're constantly depositing. And what you find at the end of the relationship is you've been completely depleted and there's nothing left. There's no more seed in your reservoir to deposit. And then because it was in such a shallow place, it did not produce anything for you to have in the future. Hear me and hear me well. God is looking to manifest some things in your life in 2019. There is a level of fulfillment that will come in your life in 2019. It's the expectation that I have of God. It's the expectation that I have. And the only way I'm going to obtain what God has intended for me to have in 2019 is if I deposit myself, if I drop my seed, if I give my time, if I use my gifts and my talent in places that will actually produce a harvest. And so you're going to find that it's going to be people that are going to tap on you and say, hey, uh, can we use you here? Uh, do you have time to be here? Can you... Uh, give a little bit of yourself in this area and you'll find that you'll give yourself in these areas, but they don't necessarily benefit 
Not only the ministry inside of you, but it doesn't benefit the gift and it doesn't create a sustainable harvest for you. So you don't want to drop seed on the wayside because the only thing that can happen to it is that it would be devoured because it has no ability to be absorbed. You don't want to drop your seed on stony ground because it's shallow. So if it looks shallow to you, if you start talking to people in the, in the conversation shallow, if you get in a relationship with somebody and, and the nature of the relationship feels shallow to you, I would caution you that maybe this isn't the place where you should be depositing your seed. Maybe this isn't the area where you should be. Maybe this isn't the prescribed place where God wants you to be depositing yourself in this season. And so then the Bible goes on to say in uh, Matthew 13, uh, verse seven, it says, and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. And now this was the part of the, the word that I heard. Right. This is this is where God cautioned me. He said, don't. Uh, don't drop seed on thorny ground. And. I'm talking to uh, my younger cousin and we were talking about the text and I was giving him the revelation. And so we started talking about the thorny ground. And the Bible says that uh, when it fell on the thorny ground, the thorns sprung up and it choked them. And one of the things that we thought was dope was uh, the thorny ground. One of the things that you have to be very um, mindful of is what the thorns look like in their infancy. Uh, you know, when when you look at when you look at roses, uh, the the thorns on uh, a, a a a a rose, the stem of a rose, are 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 small little bumps in their infancy. They're small little bumps, and if you touch the thorns in their infancy, uh, they won't prick your finger. They don't prick your finger at all in the infancy of a thorn. But as they grow, they begin to grow stronger and sharper. And at the touch of it, it pricks you and it causes you to bleed. It, it begins to prick the parts of you. Uh, and, and in some cases, some of the more sensitive parts of you uh, that will cause you harm. And so essentially, when you begin to deposit in places, when you would sow seed in thorny areas, these thorny areas in their infancy don't often look like they're going to cause harm. But if you plant your seed in places that thorns exist in, the thorns would then spring up and it said it would choke the life out of what you've deposited and what you've deposited there has no life to grow. It has no ability to grow and it produces nothing for you. He went on to talk about my cousin and I as we're sitting back kicking it. He said to me, he said uh, he, he, he works in uh, community development. And one of the things that they do in community development is uh, they build green infrastructure. And when they're building green infrastructure, one of the things that they have to do before they can build these green infrastructures, when they find the land, they have to test the soil. They have to do a soil test. So they go out to the area where they're planning to deposit seed, where they're planning to grow uh, greenery, where they're planning to drop trees and create green space before they can even create the space uh, to be pretty and beautiful uh, for people to enjoy. They have to go get a sample of the dirt. They get a sample of the dirt. 
They take the dirt back to the lab and they test it. One of the things that I thought was amazing is uh, when he said that to me, the first thing I heard the Holy Spirit say is in this season, you've got to be willing to put your hands to the ground. We want to do everything from a distance. We want we want things to happen at afar. We want all of the reward and none of the work. And so this season is going to require you to put your to get your you got to get your hands dirty. You're going to have to be willing to get your hands dirty and get out and touch the areas where you think you want to plant so that you can be absolutely certain that this area is a good area. Because what you may find is it could be a contaminated area. He said one of the things that they have to look for when they do the test is to make sure this isn't a place where a gas station existed prior to. Because if a gas station was there, then the green infrastructure will not be sustainable. The life can't exist because of the toxicity that exists in the soil. Woo! Some of the places that you've been looking to plant, they look good at a distance. But if you're not willing to go and find out if this is actually good ground, if you're not actually willing to get your hands dirty, what you will find is you will plant seeds in a place that's a thorny area. It's a contaminated area. It's an area that's extremely toxic for you and for the life of what you're planting. And the only way for you to know, the only way for you to know is for you to actually go out and get yourself in the midst of it and, and touch it and test it and find out and pray and then ask God, is this the area? Is this where I should be? This from a distance look good. I, I, I read about it. I checked the blogs. I was online. I talked to my homies about it. Uh, baby girl said this was a good spot. And now I'm ready to leap forward. And if you're not careful, you'll leap forward into an area and deposit seeds in a place that are toxic and there will be no life left. You will literally drop all your seeds in an area that's known as thorny ground, contaminated land, toxic places. And so I just caution you, man. I'm like, yo, OK, God, like I hear what you're saying. If 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 this is a time and season where I'm going to reap a harvest and there is fulfillment from what you've called me to do, I've got to be absolutely certain I don't waste what you've given me. So he goes on in the text to say, um, the text goes on to say, uh, we read verse seven and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some 100, some 60 and some 30 fold. Who have ears to hear? Let him hear. Very clearly. Very plainly. The word came forth and said. That when you plant, drop, deposit your seed in good ground, it will bring forth fruit. And the fruit that comes from it will bring back, in some instances, a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and thirtyfold return for you. You had all the expectation in the world for what God was going to do. You've been waiting for something to happen. And the amazing thing that I that that I always take away with God is God's always willing 
to not only match you dollar for dollar, but then give you a bonus on what you did. God gives seed to the sower. Some of what you've been waiting on God for, God's simply been waiting for you to go out and sow the seed that he's giving you. You cannot get a return if you are not willing to go out and deposit, if you're not willing to go out and sow, if you sit on your gifts, if you sit on your talents, if you don't make any time to do what God has placed inside of you to do, you will never see the return. You will never get the sense of fulfillment that should exist in your life because you aren't doing what God said to do. 2019 has to be filled with you doing more than you've ever done before so that you can get a manifestation bigger than you could ever dream of. And I'm not talking about like, yo, you're going to get crazy money. God's going to bless you with all this material stuff that he doesn't care about. Absolutely not. Yo, the goal is that as God allows you to go forward and you do more, maybe it's simply that you get more exposure to do more of what you've been called to do. Maybe the return in this season is you get the opportunity to impact someone else's life at a, at, on a larger scale. Maybe the goal is you've been singing in the bathroom for years, but now maybe you get to lead worship. Maybe you've been sitting on your gifts and talents as a graphic designer and doors are going to open as you begin to, to, to design things for people that are good ground. You've been wasting time, effort and energy, dropping all your gifts and talent on the wayside where it couldn't even be absorbed, where people were only looking to deplete what God had placed inside of you and deplete you so much that you're willing to give up and say, well, God, maybe this ain't what you called me to do. And I beg to differ. I'm saying, yo, in this season, don't let anybody talk you out of doing what you know God placed inside of you to do. Go out and sow your seed. Go out and be the called. Go out and do what God said do. And then see how God shows up like at the end of the day like what do you have to lose I'm just saying take a moment be cautious be careful use discernment pray one of the other things I heard is uh, we have to do more meditating on the word The word can't benefit you to the degree that it should because you don't really meditate on uh, the scripture. So spend some time meditating on the scripture, but then be very uh, intentional about where you drop your seed, where you drop you, who you allow to use you, the places where you are willing to be, the areas you're willing to occupy, the territory you're willing to walk on. Like, yo, be very, 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 very cautious in particular about where those places are in this season. Like you can hang out on the grass and actually go down into the dirt and then let the water saturate you and spring forward in a way that has some residual benefits long term. Or you can hang out on the cement. You can hang out on the stony ground and find yourself constantly depleted. Or you can go to the good ground where you can actually see something begin to germinate from the time that you've spent on the good ground. 
You can go out and hang out in toxic places with thorny people that stick and prick you and expose you to harm and danger and literally begin to choke the life out of you. Or you can hang out on good ground. I think 2019 is going to be a year of major manifestation. Major manifestation. And I would go as far as to say this. That you will begin to see the progression of your seed sown sooner than you thought you would. The technological advances that exist in your life today will allow you to begin to see uh, as each season changes this year to, in, in 2019, you will begin to see growth spurts of the deposit that you made. That's my expectation. That's what I'm believing God for. That's what I'm believing God, not only for me, but I'm believing that for you as well. And if you trust God enough, like walk with that. Good people. I love you guys. Uh, this is my last sign off for 2018. I'm signing off for 2018. Uh, I'm excited about 2019. Uh, I'm super excited. I hope you can hear my enthusiasm in my voice. Uh, I'm super excited about 2019. I am preparing and loading up uh, more podcasts, uh, more good conversation for you guys this year to come. Uh, keep rocking with me. Keep sharing, uh, you know, my voice with your friends, uh, with people that you know, with, with people that you think can be blessed by it. Uh, check us out. We're on Anchor. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, podcast with Pastor Tim. Uh, look for Pastor Tim. Uh, love you guys. Signing off until next time. God bless.